everyone, welcome to Idol Talk, where we explore South Korean pop culture one obsession at a time. I'm here today with Ashley. Hi. Casey. Hey. And I'm Chris. Unfortunately, Nathan can't be with us today, but hopefully his spirit is with us and within me right now because I'm emceeing this for the first time. <laughs> so <laughs> we'll see how this goes. Um, if you like to stay updated with us and what we have to say, go ahead and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at IdleTalkPod. Or if you have anything to say with us, want to give us some feedback, go email us at IdleTalkPod at gmail.com. So today we have a special guest with us, Cynthia. Hey guys. So Cynthia, you want to go ahead and give your K-pop origin story? Yep. Um, so I am 25 and I currently live in San Francisco and I work as an account manager for a company that sells stuff on Amazon. Um, and how I got started with K-pop is actually Casey was the one who was into it first. She was into a group called BTS and I asked her basically like, can you show me some videos and stuff like that? And so, and after seeing her post all about it on Twitter and I was like who are these Asian guys so I decided to watch some videos mm -hmm. and then I just kept on watching asking her a bunch of questions and she just kept sending me more and more links and then I just kept on watching and so now I'm obsessed I have my own uh, BTS Twitter and then I also started watching K-dramas <laughs> and now I'm on this uh, podcast about Korean stuff <laughs> I need to get on your guys's level with your own Twitter dedicated to BTS. It does make it easier to keep yeah, up. Yeah, it really it really helps. I feel like I'm for sure annoying my Twitter followers with the random K-pop news that they probably nah, don't who understand. Cares? Who cares <laughs> if you're annoying them? It's not about them, it's about you. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Ashley doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have a BTS Twitter, like a fan account, and so I just spam all my followers with BTS yeah, stuff. I've definitely been spamming too, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I used to do that, but then I was like, I can be more embarrassing on my private Twitter, so or on my BTS Twitter. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> the things, the things that you can say when your icon yeah. is just a sweaty Namjoon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah extreme. <laughs> Nobody knows who you are, you know. So it's fine. Well, we're happy to have you on the pod. Thank you for guesting. Yes, yes. thank you for inviting me. And as always, we're here to bring you our latest recommendations for this episode. Casey, you want to go ahead and tell everyone what you've been listening to lately? Yes. Okay, so I just want to preface this with um, a disclaimer that I'm not an XO anti or like a, an XO hater because I do acknowledge that Kai is fine as hell and I'm not like, <laughs> I don't hate them. But I will say that with Ashley being an XOL, she's always like pushing, you know, like their music on us. So I just don't prefer it <laughs> and I don't want to give in. However, I have had XOSE's What a Life on Repeat, it's in particular, Yay! Um, XOSE's Roller Coaster. And Ashley, I know you're super happy about that. I'm so stoked! <laughs> It is so good. <laughs> 
I try really hard to get you guys to listen to EXO, and I know that their music is, like, not... It's popular, but... Ah, I'm just so happy. I don't know what to it do with myself. It is so good. It's like, I'm not even exaggerating how good this album is, especially Roller Coaster. We could only resist for so long, to be honest. Like, I was, I was so hesitant because there's so many of them. Yeah. And I was like, BTS was a lot for me. Seven members was a lot. So, and you're asking me to go to nine. There's nine of them now, right? Yeah, there is nine of them. I mean, Lei is in it. And he would be technically the ninth member, but he's in China right now. So there's like eight Korean members that are the main group. That's a lot. I can handle the two. I'm with Casey. I've been dedicating my entire week to becoming an XOL. Yay! Wow. I'm just, (laughs) I'm going to chill on that. I'm an XOSC stan hard. That's fine. Um, I can work my way up to XO maybe. This This could very well be my gateway drug. But let me tell I you, hope so. it definitely oh. was. But it's like the the, <laughs> the sounds of the album, in particular, Roller Coaster, is so interesting. Like, aut- like the audio, you know, they really take some, like, they divert from traditional K-pop to, like, they include like a flute. There's like a breakdown near the end where I usually don't like when songs like pivot their sound and start doing something slower than what was happening prior but they mm-hmm. really do it well in roller coaster and it, it flows so mm-hmm. organically i just uh, i can't stop listening it's my favorite song right now the more that like we've been diving into k-pop and exploring like all these different songs i'm realizing that k- there is no like cookie cutter formula for k-pop like, no, there's true. so much variation in their music production and, like, they use so many sounds and so many influences that I feel like it, it, it's, like, hard for, for sure. me to just, like, it's not just pop to me anymore. It's yeah, not. Totally. It's it's just yeah. regular music. I know. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I know exactly. that. I know that. But I'm saying, like, the sound for this album was more, I don't, I, I don't know, I don't. I lack the vocabulary to describe it, but it's it's so unique to me. I think it's unique yes, it, for K-pop. It sounds, overall, the album sounds really Western. Yeah, yes. I think that's why I like it so much, because I like that, like... Same. Is it is it like, would it be like a hip-hop, hip-pop influenced album more? Yeah, or... I would say. I would say yeah, it's hip hop. Yeah, I would say that. Because it's... Chaniel is the type of artist to kind of like sing rap. He's the he's the rapper in EXO, but he also has that low voice and so he he provides that like baritone type of uh, <laughs> voice in the harmony. Uh-huh. I would compare him to like a Drake. You know how like Drake Maybe sing rap? Okay. Oh god, I hate yeah, myself I see but that. I love Drake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then Sehun, Sehun is their um, their second rapper, and so it's just like basically a rap hip hop album. Yeah. Wow. I like. I it, think though. I should listen it to gets, it now. It's probably I have no skips on that album at all, and that's really rare. Yep. Straight bops. Mm-hmm. I think you'd like it. It's good for July. Good for the month of XO. A good summer bop. 
summer, the whole album. Casey, who is your mm. bias in SC? Daniel! <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> you know I don't like sharing! Well, there's only two of them, so... I know! The odds on that were 50-50, I'm sorry. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Maybe someday in you your heart her. you'll forgive me, but until then, I will pay the price. I'm gonna start linking you channel videos so you can oh. we can stand together. But don't get too attached because he's my, oh my he's my baby. Uh-huh, we'll okay, see, we'll, see. we'll see. All right, good recommendation, Casey. Um, yeah. Ashley, what about you? So. On July 23rd, Mamamoo had or released a song, and the song is a commercial film for the brand Da Vici Optical Chain, but it straight up looks like a summer comeback. I thought it was a summer comeback. And the song is called Gleam. I know you guys aren't Moomoo's. That's their fan name, Moomoo. So I'm going to give you a little bit of, of background on this on this group, okay? The There's four <laughs> members. The members are Solar, who is the leader. She's 91, and she's the oldest. Then there's Moonbin, Wien, and Hwasa, which you guys know saying twit. And Hwasa is the, is the maknae, and she's 95 line. She's as old as Kai. And... This song, they're singing about how the world shines when they're with their lover. That's why they say the word beach a lot. Like, you know, from Jenny's solo where she goes, beach, nanan, solo. Yeah. I thought they were saying bitch. Beach. No, it's Jenny who was in her performance and she was like, bitch, nanan. No, it's actually beach, B-I-C-H. It means shine. Ah. Which is like gleam. So when I first saw the music video, I thought their concept was glasses <laughs> and yeah. I was just okay with it because I loved, I love Mamamoo so much. I didn't, I knew that, or I didn't know that it was a commercial. So I just accepted their concept as glasses. I didn't know it was a commercial either. So the whole time I'm just sitting here like, is the concept really glasses right now? <laughs> Yeah, I was that's like, a uh, that's a lot of glasses there. Like, Yeah. I actually really like the song, though, and I, I haven't really listened to any Me other either. music. I'm so glad. Yeah, I Mama Moo deserves more. You don't listen to girl groups normally. Yeah, Maybe Mama Moo is your um, gateway drug. Yeah, we'll see. They Random, be... imagine. <laughs> I keep trying to find girl groups to like, too. Yeah, Mamamoo is more of a, a girl crush type of concept, and they're they're like Red Velvet in the sense where they harmonize and uh-huh. they they have really good vocals. Nice. They only have one rapper. 
um, which is Moonbin and Hwasa rap sometimes, but like rapping is like not their main thing. They uh-huh. mainly sing. Is her is that her like just her stage name Solar? Yeah, her real name is um, Kim Young Sun. Oh, okay. Maybe I'll try to get into them. I actually really haven't heard like any of their music until you. Yeah, me too. Solar's their main vocal, and what got me into Mamamoo initially was the song Go Go Baby. I linked it to you guys so many times. I don't know if you guys actually <laughs> listened to it, but that song is a straight bop. I guess we'll listen to it now. <laughs> I have not. <laughs> I hope they perform some Gleam and Go Go Baby at KCON LA. Oh, that's right. They're, they're going to KCON. Nice. Yeah, I'm really excited. I'm excited for you. Are you going to Snapchat? I mean, not Snapchat. Um, Instagram story it. Can you just take over the pod Instagram story? Because oh, yeah. I have notifications on that. Totally. Yeah, Christina and I can. What but. what day are you going? Like, are you going to we're, the whole weekend? We're going to the convention, but we're only going to the concert on Sunday. And so the concert oh. on Sunday is like, it's Itzy, um, Stray Kids, Mamamoo, Changa, and some other people. Who are you uh, most excited to see? Or who are you guys most excited to see? Stray Kids! Who? Yes! Dude, please get I'm me merch. <laughs> yes, I'm excited to see my lit- my fellow stays and my just, moos. Uh, <laughs> just an FYI for our listeners, um, they will be covering KCON in a later episode, so stay tuned. All right, so today for myself, let me just preface this. This is not on purpose. I'm just exploring. Um... <laughs> at this point, Produce 101, hit us up at Idol Talk Pod because I've been giving you so much publicity. <laughs> this week, I have been having Kang Daniel, What Are You Up To? on nonstop repeat. My clock is ticking like, oh, yeah. I didn't even realize that he was on Produce 101 until I think when I was telling you guys about it that this was going to be my song wreck. I was, and Ashley, I think you po- pointed it out, right? Yeah, he was in um, 101, right? Yeah, he finished first. Oh, he did? That's cool. Yeah, he finished first. So, um, yeah, he was voc- one of the center vocalists. Well, actually, actually, I think center, the only center vocalist for 101. Um, I guess he was like, he won a Guinness World Record for most follows in a short amount of time on Instagram. Um, he's pretty, oh, wow. he's actually really popular. Yeah. And yeah. I know he was going through that, all that legal battle between his music. He wanted to record his own solo, but I guess he was tied behind the entertainment company behind Produce 101. I don't know exactly who that is. Um, but 
now he released his latest album under Connect Entertainment. And um, I'm just loving this song. The whole album, Color On Me, is really good. So I guess one of the producers on this album is actually uh, Divine Channel. And I guess he produces a lot of BTS songs as well. So um, specifically in this song, I was trying to find a way on how to describe it. Like, I love out of, I mean, Kang Daniel has a really great voice. He's, it's beautiful. It's dreamy. It's wonderful. But I really like the music production in this song. I really like all the dreamy, like, synth sound behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess lyric lyrically it's talking about wondering about someone special and you know just they want to hang out with them and so I think that's where that lyric comes in I think um call me and so it, oh. it, I love the music production of this song and like all the layers of sounds that it has that's my biggest win yeah right? it sounds like they um they they continuously add layers as the song goes on. So the song intro yes. starts off with the one instrument, and then when he starts singing, that's another layer. The chorus has another layer. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. The only yeah, thing I, love- I will say about the intro, though, is the chord, the musical chord that they're hitting is like a very unpleasant sound. It's, it's like a minor yeah. key, and it honestly sounds like they're just, like, smashing the piano. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it's it! Really, I don't mean, I don't find it that unpleasant, but it is for sure different. I mean, I just, I'm a huge fan of the music production behind it. I guess Divine Channel also, they, he, he, they, I don't know if it's a whole group or just one person. Um, I guess they also produce XOSC, VIX, uh, oh. BOA, or BOA, um, CLC, and they produce BTS Fire as well. Mm. So it's a really good song. It's very dreamy. I, I was listening to it. It came up on my Spotify playlist like when I was coming home from the gym. So like the endorphins were running and I was in chill out mode and I was like, oh yeah, this is a good song to chill out to. <laughs> All right, Cynthia, and what do you have for us today? So the song that I picked out is a song that's produced by one of my favorite bands, or groups, (laughs) not band, uh, Suga, and it's a song called We Don't Talk Together. It's by Highs and I believe Geary Boy is how you would say it. single female artist and she's 27 and she's signed to Stone Music Entertainment and she was actually on the second season of Unpretty Rap Star. Um, I think she made it as a finalist but then she ended up getting like eliminated around like the final rounds and um, she came out with her self-titled album in 2014 Um, and I really like the song well, at first when I heard it, I just liked the sound of it. I guess it's kind of like 
when I looked it up because I don't know how to really describe songs it said that it was EDM-y but I don't really get EDM vibes from it but I, I, I don't know maybe um and then when I watched the video she's like dancing around with a skeleton and I was like what's going on here and then after I looked at the lyrics uh the song is actually about um being in a relationship that may uh, not be working anymore but you don't want to like admit or want to let go oh, so i wow. think in the video she's kind of like dancing around with a skeleton um. yeah so it's like she's trying to like maybe like hold on to someone that's like not really there anymore wow. or like i guess she's like trying to like bury the love that, that they had deep. or something like that mm. yeah so i was yeah. like oh it makes sense now mm-hmm yeah right That's and then deep. uh there's even a part where she's like pouring water into the skeleton and like i, I read this like in the comments and someone was like it's like she's pouring like wow. love in something that doesn't exist or like he's not there anymore oh, and i was wow. like wow like, i don't know about all that but wow. <laughs> uh yeah the video is really good the song is really good so i would recommend you guys to check it out um uh, this it's kind of like they go back and forth of saying like like we do love each other but we don't talk any we don't talk together anymore um like i don't want to admit it i don't want to send you away and like it kind of goes like that through the chorus and then the very last chorus or the very last time she does the chorus she ends it with um but i can't keep you either so it's kind of like she's they're like going back and forth throughout the whole song and in the end she's just kind of like yeah well this this isn't gonna work out anymore so it's kind of sad, but I but the song sounds really good, and it was produced by um, Suga Yay. and this other guy named uh, L. Cap Tixon. It's like C A P T I X N, and he actually produced um, Dang or D Dang D D A E A E A N. <laughs> yeah, dang. dang. Um, he actually helped produce that song too for BTS. Ooh. So, um, and then he also did uh, Eternal Sunshine, which is an epic high song. Um, and he actually produced oh. that with. Yeah, and he actually produced that with Sugar. So I guess they like oh, collabed like again and then did uh, the high song. They collab a lot because all those songs like have Sugar involved in it. So, dang. Yeah, they're all like, I, I like like really um, slow hip hop, neo soul kind of music. And it seems like when they get together, that's the kind of music they make. So, mm-hmm. yeah, would totally listen to that song, would listen to Eternal Sunshine, too, if you like uh, We Don't Talk Together. Yeah. I noticed that when Suga produces songs with other people, he always produces it with a female artist. Yeah, he does. Generally, I mean, Internal Sunshine is with Epic High. True, true. But, I mean, that's that's the only one I can think of that's not female. But, yeah, with the song with Suran, Wine. Oh, true. Wine, song female. request. I think he has a thing for female voices because even well, yes. on Love Yourself, he's a, Seesaw is the only track that has a female voice in it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. and an August D, too. True. Yeah, so far away. Have you guys seen that, that video where, like, I guess he's complimenting Jimin's voice? Like, Jimin is down on his voice saying he needs to practice harder. And Suga's like, well, you know, some people enjoy your voice. I actually really oh, like yeah, your yeah. voice. And Jimin for sure has more of a feminine-sounding voice than 
the rest of the members the, oh, the rest really? of the local line so i wonder if it is just his preference yeah probably was was there a female voice in internal sunshine are there i'm trying to think yeah i, I can't remember, remember what that either. song sounds like right <laughs> now female vocals like have a good contrast with Suga's voice in particular because he's got that like mm-hmm. smooth like Ugh. hot you know Ugh. you know what I'm talking the about the goodness you know what I'm talking about <laughs> the goodness my baby love <laughs> please marry me please yeah he I mean he even did the piano and the synthesizer on the song too so he like wrote produced added in the stuffs um, oh, he composed oh, it wow. too. This is a yeah. musical genius. Yeah, man, talented. Dude. I was like, mm-hmm. I, I, he, I'm so amazed by him. Like, you know, like he did not yeah. want to be an idol. He wanted to be a producer, and to like for him to achieve this like many successes is amazing for him. Yeah, he like he his works dreams hard. Are come true. He's one of the only ones where, like, when they ask them, what would you do if you weren't in BTS? He's always like, I would be a producer. I would be making music for mm-hmm. people. I feel like he truly is like, I am an artist. Sugar, <laughs> if you're listening to this, please marry me. And we love you. You're a genius. Yeah, Sugar, we know you can understand English. Yes. <laughs> yeah, don't be trying to play. We know. It's so obvious. Yes. All right, and now to get to the meat of our podcast. So recently, Ashley, Casey, Cynthia, and I um, recently watched a K-drama because we have our own little K-drama club going on. And we watched um, I Am Not a Robot. And it's mainly a, a drama about a hustler slash entrepreneur named Joe Gia who obtains limited edition goods for resale in order to, you know, fund her wacky invention she comes up with the most random stuff and but it's like it's kind of you know how like sometimes you think who invented the toothbrush like who decided to invent these like things that you (laughs) wouldn't think could make such a um, big impact in your lives so that's kind of like her background story she likes to come up with all these um crazy goods in order to sell and so then in one of her um, one of her jobs, she runs into this other character called Min Ki- Kim Min Kyu. Sorry. <laughs> and um, he's an interesting character because he's wealthy. He's alone. He's very secluded, very isolated, but for a reason. So he actually has this human allergy where throughout most of his childhood, I think um, he at his the moment in time when the drama starts it was 15 years where he could not touch a human because he would just break out and you know his and go into anaphylactic shock and so um it's very dangerous for him to be around humans so the whole premise of this drama is joji is trying to um get funds for an invention that she has she has to pose as a robot for him and so this drama just takes you throughout the story as she's trying to um i don't want to well i guess like trick him into thinking that she's a robot when in reality she's been a human being all this time 
Um, it was on NBC from December 6, 2017 to January 25th, 2018, which is actually kind of short for a drama, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Two months, a little less. How many episodes? Like 35, 35 I think, 32. Yeah, something like that. Wow, that's fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they were 30-minute episodes. Compared to last Empress, oh my God. which I feel was <laughs> a lot longer. <laughs> wow, what a flip! Yeah, because um, it ran on Wednesdays and Thursdays, and then they did two episodes each day. So people were watching four oh. episodes a week. Damn, that's so weird. Why wouldn't they just do one one hour episode yeah. instead of two thirty Man, minute I don't episodes? Know. Are these episodes back to back? It's weird, right? I don't know. Yeah. yeah, that is very weird. Um, well, Ashley, do you want to go into a little bit of their backstories? Yeah. So Kim Bing-Q, who's the main character, he's played by actor Yoo Sung-ho. He's 25 years old as of right now. And his character in the show is a really wealthy person. Um, his family along with a family friend or a business partner, owned a company called KM Financial. And his parents were killed when he was about, I don't know, like seven years old. Yeah, I would say ten. Or ten years old. Yeah, and um, ever since his his parents died, he started getting trust issues because the family – a friend who is also the parents' business partner was trying to get full control of the company. And so they tried to trick this 10-year-old into giving up his half of the company. But somehow at 10 years old, he was fully aware of the contract that he was signing. <laughs> yeah. So so he, he didn't give up half of the company. But in return, he ended up having trust issues, which then led to his human allergy, I think. But... Anyway, he's really rich, and throughout his life, he can't have any human interaction, and that that also is with food. He can't make food that other people have made. That's right. So from 10 years old, he had to learn how to cook by himself. And um, so he turned into the best cook, and every time I watched an episode where he was, like, making his food, I... I ordered Korean takeout. Ta- <laughs> wow. <laughs> it looked so good. It, it looked so, so yeah. good. All their yeah. food always looks good. Uh, it just was so... F- yeah, and he's such a good cook. It was so sad that he he tried so hard to replicate his mm-hmm. mother's cooking. Because yes. he missed her. Yeah. Oh, my God. That one hit me in the feels. Yeah. yeah. We're getting email. Yeah. And then every time he'd go out to to the company and take meetings, he would always wear gloves. Um, and he, he carried a baton. So all the staff members at the company called him Baton. No, oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and, they were afraid of him. And then, yeah, exactly. They would sit in board meetings. He'd sit on one side of the room and all the other staff members would sit on the opposite side. Um, but, yeah. He's a cool guy, and he is hot as fuck. <laughs> he's really so is. handsome. 
What's funny is that none of us thought yeah, that only, he was. Only Ashley did. Yeah, All he of grew us on me. were very hesitant. Yeah. And only Ashley she saw was, it yeah, from he the can very get beginning. It. <laughs> well, because I, I like boys that are a little bit mean. And because his character has no social skills, being that he hasn't <laughs> spoken to like literally anyone, he's very blunt and... And just when he, even when he was talking to the robot and to the researchers, he was really rude. Mm -hmm. Like he called them researcher one and researcher two. two. He didn't even bother to learn their names. Yeah, I thought that was funny. And I thought that was hilarious. But to other people, I can understand that it could be douchey. Yeah. After he was honest about it, I liked it. Like, I liked how honest he was. Like, he was like, I'm sorry. I don't know. So this is how I am. I literally like that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. At least he was aware. Yeah. He he really humanized. Yeah, definitely. I feel like now thinking about it, I feel like we went through Jojia's journey with with her. Oh yeah, and yeah. Like getting to know him, like how she felt about him. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. It's yeah. true because. Yeah, we in a sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it in a bit. <laughs> Okay. She, I feel like she, like, really, um, like, her going from meeting him from the very first time to the yeah. end was, like, a very realistic arc. Because you have to understand about, what you have to understand about Joji is that she's, like, a hustler, you know? She, ha- she stands in line, like, as one of her mm-hmm. side hustles for, like, exclusive items mm-hmm. and, like, beats all these other people who are trying to cut, she beats them as they're, like, they burst into the store to get this, like, limited edition edition item, and then she resells it. And she's actually really good because, like... I thought that was cute. She calls herself CEO Joe, Mm -hmm. and, um, yeah, it was really cute. And that's how uh, Kim Min-Q actually interacts with her for the very first time is because he's buying a limited edition item from her. And when they go meet up, he claims there's like a defect on the box or something and won't pay her. She uh, doesn't realize that it's the something's wrong with it, um, but she like demands payment. And what she doesn't know is like he can't he has that human allergy. She reaches out to like grab him when he tries to drive away or close the window and like her fingers make contact with him. And like in that chaos, yeah. she like rips his necklace off. Mm-hmm. And it belongs to his mom. Yeah. So, like, the next few interactions with him under knowing she's CEO Joe is, like, him trying to, like, get the necklace back and she's trying to get payment. Um, I There's a... So, the next time they actually interact in real life is when her, her ex-boyfriend, who's this, like, scientist dude <laughs> that she broke up with over sandwiches at Quiznos, yeah. which we'll touch on... <laughs> Which he hated <laughs> from then on. Yes. Um, anyway, he like offered. He made a robot in her image, and for some, like he needs her to impersonate the robot because it like had a part that short circuited, and she agrees because he offers her so much money, and it sounds like an easy gig. I don't think she knows it's for Kim and Q specifically because yeah, I don't think she uh, knew their yeah. very first interaction. She's like caught off guard, right? Yes. Or is mm-hmm. that wrong? Yes. That's where that whole Chingu mode came on. 
Yeah. yeah. But she's she's trying to fund her inventions, which, like Chris said, were, like, really cute. And, like, you you don't think about the little details in your life that could mm-hmm. be enhanced by what her products types are. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought they were really clever and cute. I wouldn't personally spend money on them. They're not, like, a necessity, like little, but they like, are, like, hacks. Like cute ideas that are out of the box. They're, like, cute and mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. And then our last character we have, which I guess it's more of the minor of the lead characters, but we have the um, actual scientist who created Aji 3, which is the robot that Joji um, impersonates throughout the drama. And that's Bakeyu was his name. Yeah. Um, he, uh, how can I explain this? He is a man who knows he's intelligent, but... He's so, (laughs) he knows it and he will toot his own horn about it. But at the same time, I feel because he's been so engrossed and involved in his work that he also doesn't have like social skills. So like. Mm. Oh, he doesn't. Mm, Yeah, I didn't catch that. Think about it, how every time he would say something rude to Jojia or even like, you know, when they broke up, he's just he thought it was over a sandwich. He didn't realize like the deeper meaning behind it. I think he's he's so Mm -hmm. involved into his work and being the top and being the best that he doesn't really understand the social cues because, you know, he's in the laboratory and with other scientists who yeah. are just as involved in their work. And, you know, even with his researcher partners, that's all they really talk about is they hang out and they work on this robot. Um, but he is still, I, he's clinging on to Joji Ya, which is the reason why I think that he creates Aji 3 in his, in, in hers, in her image as well. Um, so mm-hmm. and it's kind of it's cool watching the um, watching the drama and seeing that character development because you can still see that he is clinging on to her and is still in love with her but won't say it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's it's kind of creepy though. Like that's true. Imagine your ex made a robot servant. Oh yeah, for that sure. Like you. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and it's almost like now that you say that thing about him maybe not having like great social skills and if you think about him thinking as a scientist it's like did he make her like that so he could also study the robot which is what he kind of does too yeah to maybe Mm. understand her too you know oh that's good yeah. yeah that's true yeah so dang layers very interesting So those are our three main characters. Obviously, there's plenty, plenty more that you're going to meet along if you decide to join in with us and watch this drama. Um, Let us know how you, if you do end up watching it, let us know how you're feeling about it. Do you share the same feelings that we do about these characters? All right, spoiler alert. Don't listen any further if you want to watch this show without spoilers. And we'll talk to you in our next episode. All right. So we obviously have a lot to say about this drama. But mm-hmm. let's go ahead and start with Kim Min Q's character development. Casey, do you want to take that away? Oh, um, Ashley was going to do that. Oh, sorry. Sorry, sorry, Ashley. <laughs> 
Okay. So Kim Min-gyu started off as this person who had no social skills. <laughs> and then once he realized that he, or once he acquired AG3 through his company, he started interacting more with the researchers and with the robot. And he slowly started getting social skills. And through his interactions, he became a lot more personable. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I think he he was really open with his feelings because one of the one of the instructions that the researcher gave him was like, you need to input your emotions. Like, you need to speak to it as though it's a real person because it's a learning robot. So if you tell it like this is what my mom looks like and this is what happened to her to her when uh, I was five years old, then she'll learn that and she'll act accordingly. And so I think normally he's not like a very honest person, but he was like trying to input all of that information into the robot. Oh, I didn't when in reality, he was just that. He was just yeah. inputting it into Joji Ah. And it was so cute because I know that she like, she really didn't like him because she, she called him the hit and run dude mm-hmm. because mm. he scammed her on the, um, on the action figure. But as he was like inputting more information into <laughs> her, she started slowly like falling for him. Yeah. And, and being more, um, more open to why he is the way he is more Mm -hmm. willing to accept his his harsh personality Mm -hmm. and towards the end like they eventually Mm -hmm. fell in love but it was quite the journey getting there yeah i think it's especially hard too because if you think about it he was like what eight years old and he had that traumatic experience with his parents car crash And then right off the bat, people were trying to cheat him out of, like, his livelihood, in essence. Because, you know, Mm -hmm. like, they're trying to take everything away from this little boy so that way they can become rich. So I feel like he closed himself off on purpose because he knew people were going to come after him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you know the sad part about, like, Ray? Ria. Ria? Ria? That storyline was yeah. so sad about yeah. how her dad was Ellen writing Ray? him yeah. birthday cards every year because yes. he was he was like trying mm-hmm. to set up their marriage since they were both eight years old. Yep. Like that's fucked up. He's yes. been scamming them for fifteen years, scamming mm. Kim and you. So yeah. it wasn't. For I feel. Years, yeah, I feel like it like wasn't so messed up. without reason that he did not have these social cues or did not a like was boy. closing himself off. Like he was so mm-hmm. played as a child that I, I, I mean, it's hard because I hated him in the beginning. I thought mm-hmm. he was so so narcissistic. But I guess kind of is what I said earlier. I feel like now that I think about it, I feel like we went along the journey of knowing who he is as Jojia. Like it was like obviously we were looking at it through the perspective of Jojia, but it was also us that was developing as an audience. Yeah. Yeah. And she grew a lot mm-hmm. too. Yeah, she, she for sure. Yeah, so she was of course you guys know um she was an entrepreneur and she's always trying to 
create these new products and some of them are like kind of weird and like one of them was um that suit where you like put it on and you clean it was like a bunch of little like oh, yeah. things off of it yeah <laughs> And I yeah, so you can clean laying down. <laughs> yeah, so I guess you can like, <laughs> yeah. Um, so it was like hard for her to make money off of that, and her father passed away. Um, I don't, I don't think they really went into how or like when he passed away, um, but it seems like she lost him when she was kind of like younger, and it seemed like her um, her brother who was uh, who worked for Min Q. Um, was kind of like her father figure in a way and so when he like he kinda, when he kicked her out it was like she was like oh fudge like um so that's why she had to like move in with um with a scientist and she took that job and I think with that like she was like what am I doing but I think like while she was with um Min Q and then like the, when she worked on her heart, her heart lamps and stuff, and the and the way like he saw her and the way he would talk to her, I think it also helped with her confidence. So like she would make these things, but oh, yeah. but she wasn't really confident True. like within herself. And I think with him, like he was like, oh, like I love your products, even though I mean he wasn't saying her, but he was like he loved her stuff. Yeah, but... he didn't know it was her. Yeah, but... yeah, yeah. And I I thought it was like, That's and I think moment. it meant more. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think it meant more coming from him because he didn't, one, he didn't know she actually created them, mm-hmm. and two, he's such a, like, blunt dude. Yeah. I cheered for both of them. Yeah. Yeah. Which is yeah. Um, yeah. They're cute. Their whole relationship was super Yeah, because it was also, like, yeah. like, remember when she first met him, she was, like, even as the robot, she was kind of, like, off-put-ish, and then... And then, like, in the end, when mm. she saw, or when she saw him again, and she was like, oh, shit, like, or, yeah, she was like, oh, no, um, you know, like, I have to pretend not to know him. And then she had to remember, like, oh, I have to be mean again. Oh, man. They they were yeah. all, honestly, like, the show, I didn't have a character that, like, I yeah. fast forward through their scenes. I yeah, agree. I liked mm. all of the characters. Yeah. No? I think, uh, so I agree that the characters were good, but I just didn't care for them. Like, of in the hierarchy of relationships of the show, <laughs> I cared most about, obviously, the main characters, but, like, the B-plots and stuff, I just... I I wanted to fast-forward through them. Like, especially <laughs> the drama with... Well, not all of them. <laughs> like the researcher... Them? They built out the researcher relationships a little bit, but, like, all the drama at the end of the show with, like, the, the, the best... Fr- like the childhood friend of his who's the CEO of the company and like all the blah 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 like I did not care um, for that really whole storyline at all I did I had yeah. I was happy for him <laughs> and his best friend I mean I was like yeah they can I was be like oh my god he's not gonna be alone like he's repairing yeah. his whole life you know what he um Mm. who he thought betrayed him yeah. and like you know it's kind of it, it flipped backwards now now he has this whole network of people that's going to be supporting him because mm-hmm. if you think about it too at the very at the very end of the episode when His he returned family. they were all going to go meet him when he returned from the military so it's kind of like it's a very contrast yeah that's yeah. true yeah I love that so yeah <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
I mean, I, I'm not yeah. going to deny. <laughs> I'm not going to deny that we could have all used more Min, Kim Min-Q and Jojia like interactions and scenes yeah. like I would have welcomed more of those. But I didn't think that the ble- that the B plots or other like character stories like took away from the story like overall. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. But I, like, I didn't I didn't care for the researcher or the scientist guy and the scientist and girl like having Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I didn't care for that relationship. Yeah, it seemed like they were like, "Oh, yeah, they're there. Like, let's put them together." Like, I don't know why they yeah. strained her hair at the end. Like, I was like, "Is she like <laughs> girlfriend material now now that her hair's straight yes apparently with the curly hair she was super ugly or something yeah but now that she has a man she straightens her hair like i was like what is that i don't know also the relationship even with joji ah and the main researcher dude him being her teacher that weirded me out, like the teacher-student relationship, and then towards the end when Pi w- was like flirting <laughs> with true. him, she's also his student. Yeah, uh, yeah isn't like, she? Kinda. Oh yeah, you're right. So it was just like another student-teacher relationship, and it weirded me out. Yeah, like he has authority over uh, her at least. Like yeah, so yeah, that's her boss, like, and he definitely like, looks oh, you, older. You like that. He does. He for sure. Yeah, yeah, he sure. looks yeah, like he a grandpa. Sure yeah. <laughs> okay. I liked his glasses, though. <laughs> yeah, he has nice glasses. Okay, so aside from Kim and Q and Joji Ah's relationship, if you had to choose one other character relationship to follow in this drama, who would it be? Probably, like, the CEO guy and the other girl, the one that was, like, in the arranged marriage Riel. with Kim and Q that he used to like. Yeah, Riel. Just because they're, like, she's pretty and, <laughs> I don't know, they, they seem more carefree in the end than they did throughout the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they seemed yeah. happy in the end. Ashley? I, everyone seemed well, happy. Yeah. <laughs> um, mine is not an actual relationship from the show, but something that I wish I saw was a relationship between the the researcher that went to school in in America and Pi. Oh. I feel like that researcher relationship is more palatable because they look similar in age. <laughs> like the old true, researcher dude and they're equals. Exactly. And they're equals. The old dude and Pi that like teacher student relationship, I'm just it's not, I'm not into it. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. It felt yeah, forced. it just felt like yeah. thrown together. Like yeah. Like it had to just because yeah. she worked for him. Like uh who could we yeah. put her with? But at the same time, maybe it feeling forced was part of their characters. Because they're, like I said earlier, they're both scientists. They both don't really, you know, don't get the social cues normally, like, as opposed to, like, other people that are out and social and living their lives and partying Uh it up. So maybe, maybe it felt forced because of that. (laughs) Scientists (laughs) are going to come for us. Nerds. I think that they linked them up because the whole plot line with like the lead researcher Hong Baekhyun was like him realizing all of the all of the like relationship cues mm-hmm. that he missed when he was with 
Joji Ah. But like oh, yeah. in present time, he's also missing relationship cues with Pi. Mm-hmm. And so he's like learning about one thing, but not really like, like, learning the information not processing the information processing like he's realizing that this is what he should have done but he's not actually like implementing that into his current life because he's still missing the same social cues Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) like when she changed her hair (laughs) yeah like that was that was supposed to be like (laughs) you know sign number one (laughs) yeah and even, even that tell. part where she was like breaking down um, Joji Ah in like chart form mm-hmm. as to why she's acting mm-hmm. like all crazy as a robot. And she broke it down on the board and was like, she is an inventor. There is a competition that she wants to enter. Yeah, yeah. Kim Ming Yu is the owner of the company who hosts oh, the competition. Yeah. Therefore, she's only being a robot yeah. because she yeah. wants <laughs> this competition reinstated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, he, she was speaking his language, and yeah. he still didn't understand it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's true, actually. Okay. Uh, Cynthia? The one that I liked was, I just liked her best friend. I guess her name is Sun Hai. Um, uh-huh. I just she owned the cafe and I just liked how she just did not care like she was just like yeah I'm me um and I I liked every time she had those scenes between her and the two other researchers I always thought it was hilarious because like the younger one would be trying to like get at her and the other one was like super shy but of course she liked the older guy um so I just I, I liked her so if there were to show more I guess I wouldn't have mind seeing more of her i didn't like i didn't like the older guy though he was like, yeah i don't know yeah. i'm shallow he was, he, he was I weird it was like why did you pick him yeah yeah i mean it's more so that i liked her <laughs> out of anything like i liked how she well, showed up at his house didn't she have her choice yeah, yeah. she, she did that the whole thing was yeah. that they both liked her so she could choose and she chose him yeah well, I guess you could say that that's kind of part of her character, too, because, you know, her character, like, yeah. goes against the grain. And so you mm-hmm. think she's going to choose the old, the younger guy, but she goes against the grain and chooses the one that's shy and not even trying yeah. and, you know, completely what you don't expect. So I just thought yeah. it was hilarious that she had this cafe and no customers. Yeah, like literally, they show one customer. Literally. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I think one other thing that needs to be addressed is we've been watching these dramas for a. Oh my gosh, it's been a while now, right? Has it been six months? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh, okay. Well, we've been in our own little K drama for six months, and we need to have a commentary on these American actors and K-dramas. <laughs> what are your feelings? Dude. It's something so bad. Be said. Like, it's consistent across the board so far with the like, where they, uh-huh. they have them, where yeah. it's like these randos that cannot act at all. And not even that. They can't even talk, yeah. speak. It's like, like stilted, like they're they're like another 
type of white pretending to be American, you know? Like, they got, like, a German guy yeah. off the street. Uh, I have a theory about this. Okay. Yeah. I think these are all the actors that cannot make it no. big in other other real <laughs> other movies. And so they take their shot at K-dramas. Because they're not even like they're not even like background character level but like they can they can talk (laughs) slow enough where i feel like people you know who are trying to learn english can learn english through them even though it's awkward and very slow but you know they're talking slow enough that's a very generous theory true i i did consider that but like I was like, maybe they tell them to talk slow so that Koreans can understand it, but it just seems like a weird place. To it's learn. very consistent in every K drama we watch. That slow English is a thing in Descendants of the Sun. Um, Last Empress was there English talking in Last Empress? Yeah, because they they like do international interview things sometimes. I remember one. Okay, okay. Um, in Oh My Venus. Oh, We've watched oh. a lot of K-dramas, guys. <laughs> I know. And they're all bad in them. Which is why yes. I'm saying, like, you're you're being so generous with this theory. Like, I appreciate you for this. But <laughs> as, as a hater, I'm going to be real. I think they just grab, like, whatever white person <laughs> off the street. And they're like, can you read this out loud in English? Yeah. Okay, good. They're like You're some a star, baby. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, the selection of white people or like the amount of white people living in Korea is probably very small. So yeah, they already true. have a small pool to choose from. That's fair. <laughs> and this yeah. okay. all slow English talkers. The way that guy with the beard... So, you know the scene where uh, Ajay 3, when she was captured and she escapes on her own, like the actual robot Ajay 3, um, Mm -hmm. when they discover she's gone and he's like, no. dream. (laughs) It was so No. (laughs) It was like the blandest no I've like ever heard. It was so bad. Like that, I think Cynthia, did, were you the one who said something about that last scene where she's presenting her idea yeah. to these guys? Oh, yes. They're talking so slow. Yes. Proof. This is a great idea. Like, yeah. It, uh, like it was. Bruh. <laughs> yeah. All right, so aside from the terrible acting from American actors, um, what are your guys' favorite moments in this drama? So there's this, like, part in the show later on where, like, he was falling in love with the robot, identified it as a problem, and for some reason, I forgot what the reason was, but he had to reset her. Why did he have to reset her? Why couldn't he keep her? It's because he knew that he was... He was falling way too in love with a robot and his like he just wanted everything to be reset like he didn't want fuck I don't remember Oh no I, I get <laughs> where you No, no, no. no he I was, think it fa- was her 
It was um, huh? her, and it was the doctor. I mean, not the doctor, the yeah. uh, the scientist. He was like, like let's reset her, and that's when they were gonna switch back. Um, yes. the, the regular robot. So it was kind of right. like just the the oh. timing was kind of, yeah. I just okay. remembered why. It was oh. because they were gonna tell him her and the scientists were gonna tell him the truth that she was actually human but then the uh. doctor called and said you can't tell him the truth because then the um the other guy who had the human allergy he died because he was like um he got played he was tricked by his girlfriend yeah he got played yeah and so then the doctor called played. and said you can't tell him the truth he's gonna die from the shock of it and so then I think that's where they came up the idea of the whole resetting. Okay. Well, yeah. it was like after the reset and he's like interacting with people, like being out in the general population and like feeling so carefree and like mm -hmm. he's so happy he can do that, that he doesn't even like care when his mm -hmm. employees are talking shit about him and he hears them. Yeah. Like, those, those scenes yeah. of him like experiencing stuff like like a regular person really is like my favorite part of the whole show just because he became I think it was in that moment that he became like beautiful mm -hmm. and likable to me as like himself mm -hmm. because it really shows how far he's gotten up to that point because when you first meet him in the show he's very angry mm -hmm. and like defensive and closed off that it like it, it really is, like, two different people as he, like, makes his way mm -hmm. through the world. It, like, really touched me. And, I mean, I didn't cry at all during the show, but, like, that, that like, those scenes where he's going around, like, the world are, it was, like, definitely close to making yeah, me cry. Yeah, it's, like, it's it makes you happy mm, to see him yeah. smile and stuff. It was just so yeah. cute to see him just yeah. so excited. Yeah. Yeah. Like, simple stuff, like taking the mm -hmm. train. Being able yeah. to just eat a food. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, anywhere, like <laughs> mm -hmm. street food. Oh, eat. Mm -hmm. uh, Kim and Q. <laughs> <laughs> Cynthia, what's your favorite moment? Um, It was hard to choose, but one of the moments I think that made me like really like the show was when she ate that curry or they all ate that curry and then she had to go be ag3 and, oh. yeah and then she needed to go to the bathroom and then uh oh my god yeah and then it, it's hella oh smells gosh. and then he walks in and she's like holding the perfume <laughs> and just like that interaction that they have was just so funny because he was like what are you doing and she's like oh like what am i like i just got caught and yeah i just thought that moment was super funny yeah, they had a really good balance of those, like, really lighthearted, silly moments mm -hmm. and, like, the more serious, dramatic moments. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. It was never a too mm -hmm. much. Yeah. I swear he was going to walk in on her, like, taking yeah, a Yeah, I know. I swear. <laughs> oh, you're I was like, it. I was like, oh, no. I didn't know this was that kind yeah. of show. Yeah. <laughs> Um, for me, my favorite moment was that first time that she takes him out on that, like, not oh, like yeah. she thinks mm -hmm. as a date, 
and yeah. but he doesn't realize it's a day and so they're just out and people and like when he realizes that she's the reason why he's able to touch people you know that moment <gasps> he's on the yeah. phone with the doctor and yes, he's like and he doctor I'm cured I'm cured and he realizes that it's because he's with her and like you know that like slow motion moment where he's like hugging her and the music is playing and like that part was yeah. so romantic. And I know. It got me so right in yeah. the feels. I like I texted my boyfriend right away and I was like, why can't you do this to me anymore? Like we've been together too long. I need romance back. I told Cody yeah. I was like, am I your treasure? <laughs> Him falling in love with Audrey 3 was so cute, mm-hmm. but at the same yeah. time, I felt so bad for him. Me too. You, because it was very conflicting. He, he was, yeah, he knew that it was weird and wrong mm-hmm. to fall in love with a robot, mm-hmm. but he just couldn't help it because the feelings were so real. Yeah. Like, he had no idea that it was actually Joji and mm-hmm. not, like, AG3. Mm-hmm. And I just, I, I felt for him because I knew, like, he so deeply wanted human interaction yeah. and he was ready to accept it from a robot yeah i'm so funny yeah. that again it was just so awkward yeah don't think i'm a weirdo but i was actually fighting for him to have that relationship i was like why can't you yeah. have it with the robot i mean just really though it, it's so <laughs> weird like love. even even that conversation that he had with the researcher when they met up at the bar and he's like yeah Come, like <sighs> I'm in love with Aji 3. Yeah. I was like, no, yeah. but yes. It's so, exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's so weird, but I was still for it. I was for it too, but like also knew it was con- like, yeah, I was very conflicted because I was like, yes, because I knew it was Joji Ya, but if it were yeah. actually Aji 3, it would be very weird. So it was very, mm-hmm. it's like hard to like really have one feeling or another about the situation yeah. because you know both sides. Yeah. Definitely. And I think that's why, like, towards the end of the show, my favorite moments were after she revealed to him or after mm-hmm. it was revealed that she's not, she was not a robot or yeah, she was the robot the entire time because they were actually, like, having real human yeah, interactions. And True. I think that's why I discounted the B plots towards the end because I was like, I just need more of like human interactions between the two. Because prior to that, it was like good, re- mm-hmm. good yeah, interactions, it but it was like half robot mm-hmm. and it was weird. But like full human interactions was good. You're right. I, I, I also appreciated that there was a lot of skinship early on mm-hmm. <laughs> like what is skinship ashley skinship i saw it on um it's a term that koreans use when people or like people are getting like really uh handsy but not handsy in terms of like feeling someone up mm. just like uh, holding hands like holding uh, each other's hand oh. i learned it when i was watching uh we got married 
the episodes with Eric Nam and Solar because the commentators would be like, wow, Eric has really good skinship because he was always so like open to like grab Solar's hand and just like hold it. Whereas other couples on the show would be like so, so shy about it and just like not even look at each other because they were so shy. Yeah, my mom says that it's because Eric is American and his skinship (laughs) is like more proactive more but anyway oh got it (laughs) so my favorite moments were when kim bingyu and jojia (laughs) would aggressively yep make out (laughs) yes aggressively where he learned that from? was it not highlight bold underline Dude. It was aggressive. <laughs> Where? 15 yeah. years inside. Good question. Yeah. yeah. Where? That's true. Like, he, he must have been he practicing. He literally has not even had a first kiss. <laughs> yes. And suddenly he was like a makeout yeah. king. It was hot. And he like grabs her to pull her closer. It's a, You're talking about the and kitchen it, scene, right? Yes. I'm talking about the kitchen scene. I'm talking about the the scene where they were underneath the stars. I'm talking about so the many. robot scene. <laughs> like all of the scenes. Mm-hmm. They were so good. He's such a he he kisses with such passion. He does. Should and we I, post a clip? It made me feel some type of way. Yeah, that was the most passionate kiss I've seen on a K drama. I was like, whoa. <laughs> I felt the passion. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Not like that. I was like, whoa. <laughs> uh-huh. Usually they don't, like, do that. Out of all the yeah. dramas we've watched, no. I think this is the most passionate kissing we've seen. Yeah. They gave us, like, angles. Yeah, yeah it is. <laughs> Even in Descendants like, of the Sun, too. where they were actually married yeah. and stuff. They did oh, give us right. angles. They gave us angles. They gave us length. Wow. A plus. Other people get married and have babies and we don't even see see them make out. <laughs> yeah. It's true. I think that happened with Strong Woman Dobong Soon. They got yeah. married and had twins and we didn't oh, see that's them right. like, more they, like, than peck us. At the end. That's annoying. Yeah, they peck. <laughs> I that's know. That's annoying. But for... For this show, you get a full-on mm-hmm. session. So, yeah. like, and it's usually hard for me to watch people make out because I feel like I'm intruding on a moment and I feel kind mm-hmm. of embarrassed. So I look <laughs> away, like, in shows and movies. It's just a weird thing. No, yeah, same, same. But, like, but during this, I was in it. <laughs> I was there too. It's because it wasn't like hello raunchy. It was like tastefully done. No, no, it was good. We'll post it. We'll post it because it is yeah. important to share. Yeah, it doesn't make you feel oh dirty. My... It's just like oh, mm. yeah. But it's weird Thank because you. like Ashley, didn't you send us like the behind the scenes of that kiss where they were yeah. doing it like. They had to refilm over and over. Yeah. And they yeah. were like different people. Yes. We'll upload it on our yeah. socials. And they even filmed they even filmed that that ending scene where he's sitting on the counter. They filmed it for like a good minute because they needed those like extra seconds to like cut in and out for the different angles but like in the behind the scenes they were straight up like sucking face and I was like is this ever gonna end like 
Wow. <laughs> I loved every second of it. And then when it would cut, they would like get a little embarrassed and like awkwardly move away from <laughs> each other. It was it's so weird cuz like they they look very comfortable together when they're making yeah. out, but like yeah. when it cut, they were like, "Oh fuck." I guess that's life of an actor. Don't yeah. make that contact. He's a really good yeah. actor. <laughs> that's a kiss. I um, loved it. I need to see more. I need to see yeah. more, more people. Much more. I know. In a minute. All the people. Yes. Well, all add of more, them. More of his <laughs> dramas on our K drama list. Yes. As long as he's doing a kiss, I am into it. I don't care what weird drama <laughs> we have to watch. <laughs> They're like in outer space or like a yes. historical yeah. drama. <laughs> historical drama in outer space. Just so Western. we can get to episode like 15 <laughs> to see him make out. <laughs> Where he finally can- Yes, it'll be worth it. You know it. All right. So let's go ahead and rate this drama um, on a scale of one to five. So personally for me, I think I would give this drama a solid... 4.9 I think yeah oh, it's, I think you say 5 uh, not, but that's high it's still high I mean I still love the drama of Descendants of the Sun it's still holding steady at number 5 to me but I think this was very close in on its own I could have done a little bit without the the B plots there's some extra stuff in there that I didn't didn't need to be in there but <laughs> still pretty solid pretty high for me um, what about you Cynthia um, at first, I thought I would give it a 4.8, but I think I'd give it a 4.9. I did really, really like it. Um, and the only reason why I don't give it a 5 is because I like to cry. <laughs> um, but I know that's <laughs> not what the point of the show was. Oh, um, yeah. But, yeah, a solid 4.9 for sure. And Casey, what would you rate it? Now that... Okay, so I was going to give it a 5 because I do really love the show. Like, it's definitely... A rewatch for me and I really don't like to rewatch mm. shows ever um really love the Kim and Q kiss and they they did this so well like the yeah. whole character development for everyone was really well done like they fleshed them out with mm-hmm. the time that they had really mm-hmm. like fully and in a way that was very clean and like not too messy not too hard to like close out at the end and like the ending itself was very neat um and the storyline is just so unique Mm -hmm. you know i don't think i've ever watched a show like this before and there there were hardly any cliches which was really refreshing to be watching because i i was definitely like cliches and like cringe stuff like really takes me out of a show and i was engrossed the whole time and really excited to Mm -hmm. watch every episode um but i also give it i also do say that i wanted to cry i felt like there could have been so many more opportunities for that so i give it a 4.9 just because and i'm a crybaby so it it felt like lacking in Mm -hmm. the more dramatic moments yeah, that's yeah. it. That's not yeah, even really I feel like bad. The one crying moment was enough for me. But I mean, I don't need. I mm-hmm. just, I love, I love romance. I love rom coms. Yeah. Love, I need it. In my when room. did you cry? Um, when did I cry? Oh my! I think when he. Oh, when he was resetting her. 
Oh, I, I, yeah. I was like emotional, no, I was but I wasn't crying. like. I wanted I to cry sobbing. there. But uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, come on, cry. But yeah. it was. <laughs> Damn it. Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> keep your eyes open. <laughs> Just pissed. Uh, Ashley, what would you give this? Originally, I was going to give it a 4.5. Because I wasn't going to go into the little increments of 4.6, 4.7. But now I want to give it... Now I want to give it a... A 4.8. Ooh. Be- I, I don't know. I I want to give it a 5. Because a 5 for me is like Descendants of the Sun. Mm-hmm. But that's also a different genre. That's like mm-hmm. drama. Straight yeah. up drama. Yeah. And... The reason yeah, I give true. that a five is because I could go go to work and then be eating dinner, watch like half an episode and already be so engrossed in the episode that I'm like sobbing 10 minutes in, you know, uh-huh. like I'm a, like I'm I'm in it. But I feel like this. Yeah, this maybe it's because of the genre. It is a romantic comedy. I didn't get as invested as quick as I did Descendants of the Sun. Mm-hmm. But I think for the genre, it's a very good show. So maybe 4.9. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're all solid with the 4.9. <laughs> yeah, it's the point. I can't give it yeah. the point one because I didn't cry at all when I feel like yeah, I should that's the have. Thing. Yeah, for sure still has its flaws. Yeah, if- but I don't know why I didn't cry. Like, maybe it just wasn't captivating enough. It was more cute and, like, touching. But it wasn't, like... Em- like, there were moments that were supposed mm-hmm. to be more emotionally raw. I felt like they could have gone, like, deeper into it. And made it, mm-hmm. like, even more, like, sad. But they didn't exploit our I emotions be exploited. as much as they should have. <laughs> I want to cry. Which, even the part where he was yeah, like exploring. yelling at her and he threw that oh, he threw mm-hmm. whatever it was and it broke the glass and he he cut her yeah i feel same. like i should have cried yeah. in that moment too but i didn't i was just I was like, like oh damn. yeah i was like oh yeah. damn he didn't even care <laughs> he cut her oh that sucks yeah <laughs> yeah yeah but i was for sure hurt yeah it was kind of a painful of moment to watch actually but uh, it was good though it really mm-hmm it was it was a good show overall. I 100% recommend the show. <laughs> I recommend it for me to rewatch. I recommend it for you to rewatch. I, I was oh, just absolutely. Say, so <laughs> we for sure recommend this show. Oh yeah, this is one you must watch. Idol Talk approved. Stamp mm-hmm. of approval from Idol Talk. We have a successful K drama. Yes, I'm so happy because like uh, we've had some flops. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they will not be yes, named. We've had some flops, but they we've had some flops. <laughs> Episode one <laughs> of Idol Talk. But yes, if you're listening in, for sure put this on your K drama list. You cannot miss this show. I am not a robot. All right, guys. So this has been Idol Talk. Um, go ahead and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Idol Talk Pod. Let us know what you thought about this episode. Um, we recently got feedback from a listener too from our last episode from Got Seven. So shout out to her for 
giving us some feedback. Um, also, go ahead and email us if you have anything else to say or you think we missed. Um, email us at idletalkpod at gmail.com. Uh, don't forget, we're now on Stitcher too. So another platform for you guys to listen to us. Um, spread the word. Get us out there. Produce 101 <laughs> needs to sponsor us too now because I keep giving them free marketing. Um, but yes, until next time, guys. Bye.